0: where we delve into the never-ending recesses, oh my god, I still butchered it, of cinema to report our findings. Uh, I'm Mitchell Chandler. <laughs> I'm Bryce Payne, and today on the second episode of Into the Filmverse, we'll be discussing The Last Shift, Space Jam, 12 Angry Men, and various content we watched throughout this week. Be sure to join us on Letterboxd, the social network for film lovers, Bryce Payne at Payne Reviews, P-A-Y-N-E
1: Reviews, and... I'm Mitchell Chandler at uh, Mitch Reviews, M-Y-T-C-H.
0: Before we dive into our weekly movie watches, we are going to go off the top with some more recent movie news. Now, Mitchell, hmm. I brought this up today because, you know, my big old Oscar watch list going on. Sure. You heard about the new Oscar diversity requirements? Quote, unquote, diversity?
1: Yeah, no, I, I definitely have <laughs> heard about them. Um... Uh, a lot of people were blowing it out of proportion just because... It, I know it, I know, I did, because I didn't go further than <laughs> the first one. Yeah, I was like, as soon as you texted me, like, did you see that half the films wouldn't qualify for last year? I was like, stop. Go <laughs> no, look up the rule again. Well, I looked up the rules.
0: That's literally all I thought it was, because right. I didn't know there was other things they brought in. I thought it was legit, just like, yeah, you have to have a minority group. I was like, what the fuck? You know how many movies are gonna get fucking not be able to be, like, there anymore? And then, like, as I looked in the rules, as I was, like, getting ready to send you it, like, no, look, I'm right. I was like, Man,
1: I'm fucking wrong. (laughs) So for anybody who might not know, um, Variety, well, not Variety, but the Oscars um, have put out a new requirement that goes into effect. Was it 2024, 2025? I think it's the 2025
0: Oscars, so movies made in 2024 would be eligible.
1: So, okay, so there's a whole lot of different rules that go behind it. um, But what a lot of people are focusing on is that there's a certain section of these rules that says. Your film has to adhere to a certain diversity requirement, to have having a certain amount of uh, representation in your films, like thirty percent, right. of a minority. Um. So you're, you're like, so films like 1917, Where it's all
0: white straight, men, right, from World War One because it's one, a period yeah. piece.
1: But the thing, okay, but the thing is that they're focusing on that one specific aspect. But the but the real answer to that is you don't have to have that. One piece of it there's like four different subsets of and you that. only need two of them yeah you yeah. only need two out of the out of the four, and it's super easy to get to get those because half of them most studios already have anyways yeah Um, like your
0: interns
1: (laughs) yeah you just have to have interns that are minorities not even it doesn't have to be your film just the company it doesn't even have to be it has nothing
0: to do with you just your production companies like yeah we got three interns that are from like a minority race and they're like
1: boom yeah that that works yeah you get good yeah and you only get one more and there's a whole bunch of rules and stuff that you should probably look up there but on the the oscars thing but it's just interesting to to bring up in general just because it um, A, it's just sparked so much controversy, even though that controversy is largely unfounded. Um, but B, it just speaks to the overall, um, role that the Oscars have in Hollywood that, um, they just feel the, I think they're just trying to establish a baseline of what there should be in, in, uh, I think they're just Hollywood. trying to play up to like what's going on nowadays and
0: trying to be like, look, we're a part of it too, even though there's only been one woman director ever winning best picture and best right. director.
1: Yeah, I mean that—that's that, definitely something that needs to change. Years. Yeah, it's—it's it's crazy. There definitely needs to, be, needs to be more opportunities and and uh, things for no, but yeah, I. We'll not even start, like, I don't even think else. it's like
0: a good start to changing it though, because it's just like the laziest requirements for it, it. Really is,
1: and that's why it's almost like what what's even it's not. So really, the question isn't why why are they doing this. The question should be: Is this is this strong enough? Or what, So what the where the it, controversy should be, anyways?
0: Yeah, it really isn't because like I can just see like movies being like, "Oh, we want to go for best picture," and they're like. All right, we'll hire two interns, they're black, one that's Mexican and bam, we got a check mark. All right, uh do we have any gay producers in our company? Oh, right. yeah, there's another check mark. Yeah, go us. All right, we don't have to do anything else. That's it. Yeah, there's our, there's exa- a requirement. It's almost
1: <laughs> it's almost too easy to to try and get be able to check these uh check boxes off, so No, I do, I do get it though because like if you if you looked at the last Best Picture winners
0: like uh Moonlight and God, like uh Parasite because Parasite's sure. a foreign film and stuff. It, it does seem like they're trying to be more diverse. Like, the you know, Moonlight's about a gay man and Well, I Parasites guess... I wouldn't say... It, you know, see, it's, to me, it's
1: like the, Osc- the the Oscars' job isn't to be more diverse. It's their job to pick the best movies of the year and decide what those are. It's Hollywood's job to be more diverse and, and to well, allow saying, more opportunities. I also feel like
0: Oscars are very um, whitewashed. It, they're, they're run by Hollywood. Whether we want to believe it or not, the Academy is run, run by Hollywood. Because, like, producers are obviously going to try to bribe people. They're going to try to, like, do whatever they can to get their movie nominated. Because if they win Best Picture, I guess they, they did, get more right. recognition. That's fair. That's why I, I, I honestly think, like, the 2019 Oscars that just happened was probably the most diverse Oscars we've had in history. I can see that, yeah. Based on what I've seen, anyway. Because it actually seemed like they were trying to do more diverse stuff. I mean, you had a movie about, you know, That's Nazi cool. Germany. You had a Korean film. You had... You know, um, divorce story—that's a very taboo subject. I mean, they—they they had a lot of movies that typically wouldn't have been nominated, from what from what I've seen. Suddenly, like here in the limelight, and I know a lot of people watched a lot of these movies that were nominated. Versus, like, uh, 2016 had "Call Me by Your Name," which I know was big in the LGBTQ community, but I hadn't heard about it until I started doing my actual like best like nominee watch. Right. So it seems like they're trying to get more diverse, but I know it's I still mean, run by Hollywood.
1: <laughs> Right. I mean, I guess... Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I just... um, My my main point of that was just that it's more of Hollywood as a larger uh, larger picture that should be focusing on diversity and not just specifically the Oscars.
0: 100%. But, you know, award shows go for a lot. That's why the Oscars were even made, was trying to be like, look what we did as well, yeah, producers I mean, and people. That's why the Academy was made. So I, I take it with a grain of salt. I hope that they're going to be more diverse, but I hope it's not just... I hope they get more...
1: Diverse. Me too. It's yeah, I mean, to it's the, like, that's the only thing. We need more do, opportunities for more people. like
0: you just need one gay person in your movie, or you need like an Asian man and a Mexican in your, you like an and Mexican in your film, and then bam, you have your diver, your diverse. Not and even like, as a lead, not even as a lead, but as supporting character. Yeah, supporting character. Yeah, it's just you can
1: be a background character, like barely anything to do, and they're like,
0: yeah, there's diversity, right there, right there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean my main thing is just, I hope in future i hope this encourages more than just the bare minimum is my main thing oh 100 yeah because i would hate to see a movie where it's like lazily like
0: oh well here's our you know our qualifications all right and they're gone
1: right Which just don't...
0: did the bare minimum required for us to get in there
1: <laughs> yeah go us that makes sense yeah <laughs> yeah definitely
0: and then uh next up, you know, this got announced and I messaged you about it because I didn't like the original. <laughs> uh Lion King 2, they're making a live action sequel to the Lion King movie from last year, directed by John Favreau. Sure. Uh forget who they said was directing this one, but I know it is not John Favreau.
1: Yeah, I was looking at it too. It was just some new director that I didn't right rec- name I didn't recognize. Um uh, so as far as my thoughts on this, I am for it, just because I know that it's just a beloved property. Um, and I, the first one, regardless of, of the percentages it got as far as ratings, um it made 1.6 billion dollars. Um, I wish so, that meant something to me because it really <laughs> doesn't. I know it doesn't mean anything. I know it doesn't mean anything to us as fans. But just me looking through the business perspective, it was like, we can cash in. Let's go, <laughs> Let's, Donald Glover,
0: come back and be Simba again.
1: <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me not to do another one. I don't know. Um, I just
0: it frustrates me because like, okay, so it was it was like. I think it was, like, the second movie I watched this year, like, mm-hmm. in, on January 1st or something like that. And I was so disappointed because I didn't go see it in theaters because I haven't gone to see any of the live-action Disney movies except Beauty and the Beast in theaters. Okay. So when I saw this, at, sitting at home, I was sitting there and I was like, man, this kind of fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, uh, I thought the cast was well. You know, Seth Rogen as Pumbaa was weird. But they cut out so much shit from the, like, the animated movie that made it so lovable. Yeah. But I get that it was more realistic, quote-unquote. But you it's just, know, it's funny because I mean, it just didn't hit me as much as the animated one did, and I think that's the issue with live action.
1: Yeah, remakes, I, I agree unquote. for the most part. <laughs> um, the and I also think it's kind of funny that a lot of people refer to this as the live action yeah, it's remake. Not. It's CGI. It's all just it's CGI. All CGI. It's it's just a it's a cartoon. It's the same thing as the other one. It just made to look real. now how, um, how do you
0: feel about these live like quote unquote live action remakes though? Because I find that Disney cannot get a break on this. If they try to stay faithful to the animated movie, they get bashed on because it's like mm-hmm. well the anime movie is better but they try to do something original Dumbo they get
1: bashed on because it's okay, not the well, original <laughs> Dumbo wasn't good but...
0: <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with Dumbo I thought it was
1: unique. I was bored I, completely bored in that movie I
0: mean I don't really like the original Dumbo. but either, as far so. as as far as they tried to do something unique that's my point though is it, it right. tried to have its own story yeah they did. it tried to be its own thing and then everyone was like but it's not the original and then Lion Even... King came out and they're like but it's not the original <laughs> how could they it's different they cut things it's like just go watch the animated movie.
1: Goddamn! Like, <laughs> I think it's a good idea. Uh, I mean, I I, do, I like the concept of doing live action remakes of these older films because I think it's a cool new way to bring. Yeah, it. like
0: uh, Beauty and the Beast wasn't bad.
1: Right. Exactly. Beauty and the Beast was good. Great, example.
0: but it wasn't bad. It had a really good cast, of really good scenes, but it wasn't like I still want to watch the animated before that. It's really, to
1: me, it's just a really <laughs> way just to make just to make money because a Aladdin was good, but none of these none of these live Aladdin action was films actually really good. I really like Aladdin, but none of these live action films are better than the original. So it's almost like why make them? It's. I mean, besides, I besides jungle, the money point, I would though, say but.
0: Jungle Book's live action was better than the animated. That is fair. I. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I
1: don't I don't. I think I watched Jungle, jungle Book once when I was a kid. So. I watched that this year too, so that's why it's like it's, it's
0: like in my head. I'm like, no, I, I like that better but than the animated. That's, that one was way better. That's one out of eight. Like that they've gotten, but it was also like the it was the first one. So I guess they right. saw like they had a good thing going with Jungle Book, and then they like just butchered it.
1: And then I heard Mulan isn't getting received very well. So, I mean,
0: oh, I th- if you paid $30 for a movie on streaming, would you receive it really well?
1: Yeah, $30, $30 <laughs> for a movie on streaming when it comes it comes out on just right where for free. For yeah, straight
0: up. I'm like, no wonder it's not doing good. Like, I'd be pissed off, too, as watching this. I'm like, Man, I paid $30 for this to sit in the comfort of my own home on a streaming platform I'm already subscribed to for $7 a month. even so, more if you have, like, the packages, and then you're like, this wasn't that great.
1: <laughs> to me, so to me, it makes sense why they're making another one. I... Don't really care either way. I wouldn't care if they made another one or that they do, but I'll go see it. So I'm not going to see it.
0: I'll wait until I'll wait it gets on Blu-ray and add to my collection or something. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch this. Although, I guess it would depend. Let's see how Seth Rogen does as, as fucking again. <laughs> I really like Seth Rogen. I don't know. I thought he was funny. That's fair.
1: <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense. And then
0: uh, not, another thing. Mm-hmm. Speaking on our Marvel thing last last week. All right. Uh Nick Fury show come to Disney+, Plus, and you know who they cast in the lead? You'll never believe it. Samuel L. Jackson. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would have never guessed.
1: Wait, Sam Jackson? You mean you mean the guy that played Mace Windu? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, He's going to be Nick Fury <laughs> in the Disney Plus show Fury? Oh, my. I it, can't believe this. This is so exciting. <laughs> is it seriously just called Fury? Because I kind of hate that. Oh, I just kind of... For some reason <laughs> I thought I knew that it might not be called Fury. I, I think it was, I think it's going to be ass if it is called Fury. I, I think so it is all called Fury, though. But what there's the no, no deep... So, yeah, I mean, Sam Jackson has obviously... His character as Nick Fury. Dude, he's Disney been Nick Fury before Iron the real, Man real came show. out. He has been, exactly. But the real story here is that they're creating a new Disney Plus show called... Or well, Big uh, shock at this point. Every fucking week yeah. there's a new Disney Plus show around Marvel exactly my main point though is I just don't care about anything right now you're like I mean, give me what I wanted already exactly I just want to see the content I was like if I'm not going to be able if you're going to keep announcing stuff I don't care oh, I yeah, just want to see like it they
0: keep like announcing like oh so and so is cast in Hawkeye and guess what she's going to play Echo and I'm like Bruh, like that show's not even filming yet. Like, like it, I don't exactly. care. Like, I have, I have WandaVision coming out, Falcon Winter Soldier's almost done filming. I want to see those before you're like, Moon Knight, She Hulk, <laughs> She
1: Yeah, I mean, Miss <laughs> <Ms>. Marvel. <laughs> Two new movies. So, they also just, I mean, not. They just quite. cast
0: uh, Miss Marvel, too. Miss Marvel but and She Hulk. Like
1: it's like a new actress. Yeah, new actress. Um, but really, but all, all this news with Disney Plus stuff that's that's coming, but that we're not seeing here it now. <laughs> I was like, "How am I going to get a season, a season two of the Mandalorian before I get a one season of anything Marvel?" Yeah, especially
0: did. since dr Warrior Soldier, WandaVision, all that was already supposed to be out. Like right. Captain Soldier was supposed to come out like May, June. I mean, I don't. With COVID I hit, don't so like I get it. But... Blame
1: them for that one, but honestly, okay, I don't blame them for that one specifically just because of COVID. But you think they should have. You should. They should have had something ready before they launched the streaming service. What about so that? that way, what if
0: show? Like that was an animated show. Why right? yeah. isn't that fucking done yet? Yeah, the
1: animated can be done. Like locally. They're, they're
0: still having like Eternals. were still being having their CGI done on like in India via internet because it's a fucking CGI. You don't need to be on set. Right. It's a fucking animated show.
1: You don't need to be with people. <laughs> yeah, and I heard that was going to be Chadwick Boseman was going to do some. He already did some voiceover work for that. Ooh, that's I don't know if you heard that, but yeah. Post post uh, post mortem. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, so um, I just want I just want cool, a show
0: to come out. You know, it's like we had a good first wave when Disney Plus hit last year, mm-hmm. and now it's like we've had nothing. Yeah, it's just nothing. There's it's like just... there's like show there's shows coming out, but they're
1: never anything like big. I mean, it's just us being like. I mean, we're uh, we're gonna get gonna all this content eventually, but just right now, I'm just like I don't care about hearing I've, any of this stuff. I because... paid
0: seven dollars, twelve months, and I have gotten one fucking show. Yeah, I haven't bought anything
1: because my brother has. Verizon and you got it for a year for free. Thanks, Kyle. No, see, <laughs> but,
0: I, I I paid, but like I don't know. I don't really like seven bucks. I don't really care. Right, every month, like every month it's like, oh, there it goes. I mean, I watched Hello. all the
1: Marvel films on there anyway. Just when I did a Marvel marathon, so see, but I own them all, so that, I didn't need that. Yeah, but they're on 4K, <laughs> which is I liked. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if you're not a 4K, I mean, if if I like, I like watching stuff in 4K if it's available in 4K, but otherwise, I don't. I
0: don't. Know, I just. Oh, another thing that I heard about yesterday, we didn't have it on our list, or sure. our show list, but uh, there was a leaked image of Far From Home on a Disney Plus banner. I didn't see that. Yeah, it got, it got leaked, and then less than an hour later, it got taken down. <laughs>
1: that's hilarious. But we're it just... was up,
0: and then they were like, oh, shit. So <laughs> I'm wondering if the uh, Sony pictures are actually gonna be going to be going into uh, Marvel's category on Disney Plus.
1: That would be interesting. Because like,
0: it is all that's missing other than The Incredible Hulk, and no one really cares about The Incredible Hulk. <laughs>
1: There could be something leading up to how Sony... I, I feel like there's there's something big coming with Sony and Marvel that we're not... we're not. Oh, expecting. I heard
0: another thing about that. Like, about that deal. I'm sorry. This is all oh, stuff I you. should have
1: been telling you throughout the week, and I totally have space. I'm is like... A, I read it, and I'm like, oh, that's the Spider and I skip it. The Spider-Woman Kevin Feige thing?
0: No, 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 no. Nope. This is a... Uh, there is rumors. You know, let me... Let me say that. Rumors. There's no evidence yet that uh they're going to have a Spider-Man cameo in Venom 2, but it's going to be just him swinging through the city and seeing... uh. Cletus Cassidy on a billboard wanted. Hmm. And that's basically it. And they're like I mean it could be put in because technically you don't need Tom Holland for that. You can just have a Spider-Man CGI. CGI Spider Man. Yeah.
1: Game. But uh I guess it depends I don't, on I don't
0: see how that would work if Spider Man three doesn't come out until December and Venom two is coming out before Spider Man three.
1: Yeah, I mean honestly, I'm not sure. I mean that would be interesting to see. Um I mean there's a lot there's a lot behind that, so but um in the meantime, we just look forward to these Disney Plus shows that are never gonna our, our one show coming out this year, our one Marvel property coming oh, yeah. out this year. Speaking of which, the WandaVision, <laughs> which is I guess our next topic. Um, the WandaVision trailer dropped. What did you think about that oh, one? I don't understand shit in that trailer. Man, <laughs> okay. <laughs> one, okay, so why? Wanda- like
0: I I I I've noticed some stuff. I noticed Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the the wine bottle. that says House of whatever, and then it has a big M. So like House of M. Oh yeah. Which I mean would be cool. I mean that's what we all thought they were gonna do with Wandavision was introduce mutants somehow. So like it makes sense because in House of M in the comics they get rid of mutants. It makes sense they're gonna adapt it and make it to where old mutants are now a thing. Makes sense to me. But I'm also like I don't know shit was happening in this show. Honestly, they're, they're,
1: they're not okay, but they're not gonna make uh, no. They're a not thing gonna make mutants this fucking early. Well, not not this early, but they're not gonna do it in the Wandavision show either.
0: They might, man. I don't know. But Kevin Feige might have had a plan for this. He's like, we're buying Fox. We don't have anything to steal. Let's just create some like scenarios if we do get them.
1: I mean, that would be trippy if that but happened.
0: Also, I don't think I'd like it because it's WandaVision and the show's happening I just don't now think... And I then, don't like, think all these movies are going to come out with new no I
1: mean, if anything, then they might hint to it. But they're not going to... Bring, like, Storm and shit. Yeah, they're not going to do that because... They're, because it's such a wide property, like a large property. You X can't Men just, is. like, shove it in and be like, eh, we have the X- X-Men now. Especially when you're doing it on a Disney Plus show when your you're, uh, subscriber base is so low compared to just the market of movie I ma- think, movies.
0: Oh, yeah. You, well, I mean, that's another issue I have with the Disney Plus Marvel shows is, like, they're going to have people that are essential to the movies in their own shows. So in order to understand what's happening in the movies, you got to watch the show.
1: I, I heard, Vice versa.
0: It might not work that way. They might, I heard
1: him say that he, they were going to make it so that it would amplify what you've seen in the movies but you don't have to
0: that would make sense because i know miss marvel is supposed to make her first appearance in captain marvel 2 okay that'd be fine because she's a big fan of you know right you know, that whole miss marvel captain marvel um but then she gets her own show but like casting man they're casting all these people years ahead
1: there it's like but yeah i mean miss marvel's like at least three four years away <laughs> it is exactly i thought the trailer was whack it just was very all over the place and It was. i just I think... don't like vision in general <laughs> or or Scarlet Witch, just those two my, my two least favorite characters. So this whole well, I mean, Osmond's pretty fun. She's a fun actress. She like she did really good at Endgame and like Infinity War. Like, yeah, I mean she did good. I just don't care about the characters. I'm just like, I, as, you're like, why would you make a show out of them? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I know they're like, the comics they had the relationship and everything, but I just I I don't care. I mean, I'm gonna watch it obviously, but I mean the only that thing It might, might shock you. The only thing <laughs> I'm sure it will, but the only thing that gets me. Um, I like Paul Bettany, just like as Jarvis, and, and his kind of his career, uh, he's not yeah. a,
0: a lot of could, could, Oh my god, I can't talk so cool shit.
1: <laughs> I just don't. For some reason, I just never found the character of Vision. It's just it, at least at least of what they showed. He him felt really in,
0: rushed in the MCU because he was yeah. just there and then he was gone. He like was there three years he didn't later. he was gone.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's why I don't he like kept, him. He kept Wanda in her
0: room. Oh my god. <laughs> and he walked through walls. Yeah, but um, he did that cool laser thing in Civil War. We knocked down the tower.
1: See, but he ass he, beat on in Infinity War. And that's why I just, feel like, he could have just done so much more than... Especially with how saying. powerful they made him. Exactly. But i am also,
0: like, I'm, i know noticed in the trailer where she's like, uh, he's like, she's like, am I dead? And he's like, no, why would you be? And she's like, oh, because you, you are. And I'm like, if he's a figment of Wanda's imagination, you know, with her psychic powers or whatever, right. why wouldn't he know that? Like, it can't be that vivid of reality, but it might be, you know, could be. But then how would other people be in there? Because, like, uh... I don't, I don't know if you remember, in the first Captain Marvel, there was that, uh, her best friend's daughter? Yeah. She's supposed to be coming back in the show as an adult. Oh, I didn't know that. And so I'm like, how is this all gonna link into it? Because, like, you also have, uh... Crap, what's her name? The, the... Be- Jane's best friend from Thor.
1: Oh, uh, like yeah, yeah, I know her,
0: but I forgot her name. I, I yeah, I don't her remember about... her name. I know she was in, um, Two Broke Girls. Yeah. Kat Dennings. That's her name, right? I think I think That it's... sounds familiar, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so she's gonna be in the show... But that's like, hint of reality, hint of not, but it's only six episodes long, so I don't, I, know, how, okay, what, I don't so know what they I can do.
1: All, all the characters I don't care about. <laughs> I mean, the little girl's is cool I mean, as her as an adult, It's but interesting, yeah, because it's like... It's interesting, The first but also, takes place in okay.
0: 1995, and then it's 2023 now. Oh, right, so, so she like, be old, yeah. you know, that's twenty twenty eight <laughs> fucking years. Speaking of old... <laughs> hey, it's not... Oh, uh, are we going to... I don't know. Old, old quote-unquote, old. Yeah,
1: <laughs> speaking of the... um. The movie Old, uh, M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, well,
0: that's not in my notes, you jackass. I know. I, 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 <laughs> I like, threw me off. <laughs> I added it in there because
1: um, I forgot what you wanted to talk about it. But, um, oh, dude. Oh, God.
0: Yeah, M. Night Shyamalan, he put a movie out called Old. He didn't put it out. He announced it. Yeah. Three days into filming. He started yeah. filming on the 24th. Production, or production started on the 24th, something like that.
1: And It comes out next year, I believe. In July. I'll let you tell them um, about what this is. Oh, right. Yeah.
0: So I read the graphic novel because this is based on a graphic novel called Sandcastle. And I read that last night mm-hmm. after this guy announced because I was like, you know, I'm going to go see this. I want to see what it's about. This, movie, this is a fucking horrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> you ready for this, Mitchell? I haven't told you anything. You stopped me before I could. Okay. I did. Two families go to this beach. They're there for a fun night or a fun day. You know, they're going to sit there, have picnics, you know, playing the, playing the sun, ocean, you know, a nice time. They find a body. Interesting. Body is an old woman.
1: Okay. okay, I was like,
0: all right, you know, old, like, you know, okay, cool. Now, everyone in this groups, you know, the two families collide, butt heads, you know, they see each other. They find the body, one of them's a doctor, and he starts like, oh, you know, she died, da 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 and, you know, a writer comes in, and he's like, we need to leave, we need to get out of here. And then you start noticing something. The kids were three, seven, and fourteen. Okay. They start aging. That's awkward. So this three-year-old in the span of six hours in this graphic novel is now 13. What the? And you know, they start getting older, and they start maturing. And the, old, like the adults are all getting older, too, but they can't believe it, right? It's, it's unbelievable. And they all start getting older and older. And eventually one of the girls is like, you know what? I don't want to die being a virgin. That guy's got a big dick. Let me go oh, fuck no. it. And so this little girl that, when the book starts at seven years old, decides to go have sex with this dude, <laughs> who's also, like, I think when the book starts with, like, nine? So it was like, like more of like a Or not horn. nine, I think it was like six, yeah. But, no, no, you ready, ready for this? She gets pregnant. <laughs> oh, no. It says everything's aging fast, the baby just, poof, after like 30 minutes. Just, she gives birth.
1: What the... Freak?
0: <laughs> so, in this graphic novel, there is a lot of child sex, a lot of talks about orgies with the children, because the kids are all growing up, and they're like, you know what, we can have orgies together. Well, and... <laughs> They, you know how this book ends. Are you ready for this? Oh, Spoilers. No. They all just die. Nobody gets out. Nobody gets rescued. They all just die of old age, and the book ends with the daughter who was born, waking up in the morning to find everyone around her was dead and
1: decaying. Um, that sounds absolutely trash.
0: This movie is gonna suck ass if it adapts this book. I don't want to see a nine-year-old's dick. I don't need to see it. <laughs> I have, I have no interest in that. Who would want to?
1: I mean, yeah, I don't think anybody would want to uh, in general, hopefully not. Um, Only Night Shyamalan, apparently, he
0: was like, you know what sounds like a good thing to make a movie out of? This graphic novel. And I was like, you know, Backwards Fountain of Youth, that sounds pretty fucking cool, right? If it adapts this graphic novel faithfully, it's gonna suck.
1: I mean, generally, <laughs> generally speaking, you don't, usually, a lot of directors don't adapt it officially, like, write it onto its thing. Um, no,
0: I know there's gonna be differences. There might not be as much child sex, and you know it's obviously got to fit a runtime of at least ninety minutes to be considered a film. Sure. So like, it's got certain requirements it has to meet. But like, it, this graphic novel sounds horrible. I mean, maybe I'm, just, sure, I'm sure it has. I, mean, I hope he's
1: just taking the concept that you age faster on this island, and then he that's where he goes wherever else he wants on that. Because yeah, because
0: if it follows this, it's gonna suck. Yeah, I, I don't want to so watch mad. That movie. <laughs> I don't want to watch
1: that movie. That sounds kind of. bad. Of course,
0: you know, there's no trailer. There's no synopsis. There's, right. It's just based on this graphic novel. So this yeah. graphic novel is the only thing we have to go off of. And it was grotesque, disturbing. I didn't feel comfortable but, watching this so it was or moral. reading
1: this. Well, okay. Let me, let me ask you this. So content aside, just how do you feel about um, the, the, Shamblin himself? Shyamalan? He's hit or
0: miss. I've Because Unbreakable was okay. It was really slow, but it was like a slow burn. So it was like worth watching. Split, mm-hmm. I really liked, but I also hadn't seen Unbreakable at the time. So I didn't know it was connected to anything. Um, Glass was bomb. You know, it was not a good movie. And then there's the, uh, the, the classic. The last
1: airbender. <laughs> Motherfucker.
0: The, I was going to get there. That was, that was the classic. You know, I know. The one, the one that no one can miss. You know, the imp- most important, best film ever made. Oh, my God. Not hated by anybody. Yeah, I'll just um take my rope down. Thank you or he watching. Uh, or he has that one movie, with Signs or whatever, where like, the aliens get beat by, I think it's wood. Wood's their weakness, so they go to a planet
1: full of wood and water. And I've never heard of that, but that sounds terrible, too. <laughs> Uh I just don't <laughs> like him as a director, so I'm he, he not does, looking forward to he it. He does
0: okay movies once in a while, you know, like I said, it's a hit or miss. Did you like Split?
1: Uh, okay, fine, I like Split. But that's the only did one. Did you I like glass? I did not. Yeah, I didn't like glass was a disappointment. I did not like Unbreakable. I I did. Unbreakable. is boring as hell. Yeah, it's just boring. I like uh the sixth sense was good. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That one's a
0: classic though. That's what that's what really like blew him up, you know? That's what that's what made him. Uh, so but, you he, you have Oh, 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 he made Devil. Oh, what? that movie's shit. Right? You know what? You know what? The you know, okay, you ready for how they base their whole argument? Sorry, completely off topic, but it's just Shyamalan, so it is kind of topic. Sure. There's this uh, Hispanic guy in the film, and he like the movie's called Devil, so it is about the devil, of course. And he's sitting there, he's like, "Oh no, the devil, the devil is among us." And they're like, "Well, how do you know?" He's like, "My mom always told me." That if you put jelly on toast and flip it in the air, it'll always lay a jelly side down if the devil is near. And he does that, and it lands jelly side down, he's like, <gasps> and freaks the fuck out. That's his whole basis for the devil being in that elevator.
1: <laughs> I feel like you're making something up right now. He flips jelly toast. That's your... That's
0: it's a whole argument for why the devil's there. You, you're bullshitting
1: right there. now. There's
0: no, no way. That's, that's 100%. And you know what's even worse? This is a guilty pleasure movie. <laughs> no i actually i watched this movie at least three times now wow because i actually enjoy the concept and i think it's hilarious to watch but it is a shit horror movie i made my wife watch this because i thought it was so fucking funny it was bad let
1: let me flip this toast and find out if the devil's here
0: dude it's so bad too because it's he took it so serious everybody in that movie took their roles so serious like no one no one thought it was dumb they're like yeah six people trapped in an elevator yeah, sounds like a good concept. Oh my god, we're starting to die. Who is the devil? Who is it? Let like, me flip the jelly toast. Let me flip the toast. It's so
1: <laughs> the bad. devil's here.
0: She's
1: so bad. <laughs> okay, yeah, that sounds terrible. Um, I'll see the old, old movie. I'm sure I'll see it once it comes in theaters. Oh yeah, we're definitely gonna see it, but it doesn't matter. Like, we
0: we don't we don't judge movies based on whether we think they're bad or good. We watch them because they're out. <laughs> right. Exactly. I'm not looking forward to it, but I will see it. That's my thing. I, I, mean, I would have to wait till the trailer. Right, I mean, like, if it looks cool, it'll be like Fantasy Island, where like I'll go see it. It Depends how much I had to pay to go see it. <laughs> right, exactly. I did pay to see Fantasy Island, so I enjoyed Fantasy Island. <laughs> if I had to pay to go see Old, and I hate it, I'm gonna hate it. But if I don't pay, I'll be like, oh, at least I saw it for free.
1: <laughs> yeah, I thought about that. I saw Replicas for free. That um, Keanu Reeves movie—it was absolutely terrible. I want my time back, but I can't. So that's enough for another part of the time now. <laughs> So, um... you ready for the the newest movie we've seen?
0: I I say newest because it's not the most recent one we've seen in theaters, but it's the newest one we've seen in theaters that we both learned about a day before we went and saw it. <laughs> the last shift. Oh no, nice.
1: <laughs> Mitchell, we want to tell us what. Do you want to tell them what the uh, the last shift is about before we go into our thoughts on the film? Okay, so the last shift is an American story
0: about two men struggling in the same town. While worlds apart, Stanley, an aging fast food worker, plans to call it quits after 38 years on the graveyard shift at Oscar's Chicken and Fish. His last weekend takes a turn while training his replacement, Javon, a talented but stalled young writer whose provocative politics keep landing him in trouble. These two, who share little in common, are brought together through circumstance. Stanley, a high school dropout who has watched life pass by his drive-thru window, nicely done, Mm -hmm. proudly details the nuances of his job, while Javon, a columnist who is too smart to be flipping patties, Consents their labor, which is being exploited, a flicker of camaraderie sparks between the long overnight hours in a quiet kitchen.
1: Let me just tell you, the (laughs) amount of effort he had to take to read that was not as much effort as this dude put into this film.
0: This dude thought this was like his fucking magnum opus. He was like, this is the best thing I'll ever write in these trying times. This right here, this is my masterpiece. I'm going to solve all racism with one movie. (laughs)
1: See, the, this movie was all just set up and no payoff. It, it, it really like set the, up a lot of cool concepts. Yeah,
0: 40 minutes in, you're like, yeah, this could go to a lot of cool places, and then it didn't. It didn't.
1: It <laughs> just, there was so much that they just left off for nothing. There was no there was no resolutions to any of the conflicts that he brought up.
0: No, and, like, they just, like, oh, God.
1: This was a long movie for being 90 minutes. It was only <laughs> an hour and a half, and we felt like we were there for three hours. That's how badly paced it was. I only It was think-
0: pretty, though. I thought the the shots were pretty. You know, I give a I give props for the set designs. They it was pretty...
1: pretty, and the acting was br- like was pretty good. Yeah, at like least the, t- uh, at least the two main characters. Yeah, were the guy who plays
0: Javon, I forget his name. I know we looked it up, but I forgot. He's like magnificent. Like he holds his own, a hundred percent.
1: That is Shane Paul McGee. Yeah, he he did really good. And then you know Richard Jewell or whatever Richard his... uh, Jenkins Jenkins Richard Jenkins did really good. I even though He's yeah. fucking like, yeah. The acting dumb was character. pretty good, <laughs> but just this, but the storyline was so bad. The storyline and pacing was so bad that it was okay, that it was just like unbearable. Like the movie's called The Last Shift, but we has been like three shifts Yeah, we, like, we're 4 th- days
0: or something like that. Exactly,
1: it's like 4 days and where they were there with them for like three shifts. I was really
0: expecting like a one-night movie where it's like here's all your problems, you're disgusted, you know, we're going to have some resolution, they're going to butt heads and then you know they're going to like realize like, you know, we're we're like the same person. We should, we're each people, we're we're all normal, we should all like work together as people in a society. You know, you
1: know what I'm, you know.
0: Yeah. But exactly. instead we got like
1: Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> yeah, there was no, there was no, um, resu- There was no coming together. There was no. They never even like agreed message. with anything. They were just they like didn't.
0: agree to disagree, motherfucker, and they that just was, left each other. That
1: was the whole movie: <laughs> just agree to disagree and then fuck somebody over. Uh, I'm gonna read my review of what I put on Letterbox. Um, Your just because it's a lot more complicated than my just review. because I, I think it pretty, pretty much sums up what I what I think. Um, uh, this film is so bad that it made me a depressed person not feel so bad about my life, not because the content. <laughs> made me feel better but it's nice knowing that i'll never make something as god-awful as this movie it's a pretentious film that tries to touch on something special but fails to bring any conclusivity to its premises overall an insulting waste of time that deserves a half star but gets the extra half point because the acting was pretty decent so as as i said there i gave it a one out of five um mostly because of the, the the decent acting
0: so my review is a lot simpler than yours. I was just like a failed attempt at cashing in on the problems that plague our society. This could have been so much more, and that's the tragedy of this film. The acting isn't bad, but the film feels so worthless. Nobody learns anything, and there's supposed to be a message here.
1: I couldn't see it. Longest ninety minutes I've had in ages. You know, the the basic foundation of a movie is that you're just trying you're trying to get a message across. You want you want your you're trying audience... to show your
0: opinion, your your thoughts on the subject.
1: Yeah, your thoughts on a subject. You want your audience to feel something when they get out of it. And, you know, they they did a great job of setting up a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, for 40 minutes, and then they just dropped the ball and, like, completely left
0: everything they set up behind. Yeah, exactly. And there's too many things
1: they set up as well that they never kind of followed through with. Oh, you, you ready for
0: that? Him, like, leaving town and then being like, oh, never mind, and going back home and then in the exact same place. Which I guess is, like, his story, you know, he never learned, so he's stuck in the same rut.
1: Yeah. But, like... I don't want to spoil it too much, but, but that's... Oh yeah, that's not spoiling too much, but yeah, no, I just want to like, say that's his
0: whole—that's the whole guy—that's uh, Stanley's whole thing is he just wants to leave town and like do something with his life, right?
1: And it just never—it never, it never pays through. off. Nothing
0: pays off in this movie. I think when I think when the credits rolled, we both just looked at each other. and was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs>
1: Speaking <laughs> of what the fuck is that? Actually, we just watched one of my—well, not all their favorite funny, films. I was like, if you say it's your favorite, I'm I wouldn't say so favorite films, <laughs> but it's, it's, it is—it is—it is up there as as like a lot of a really fun film. <laughs> um Space Jam it's fun film <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really fun film uh Space Jam um Bryce do you want to read um the synopsis for so that, I read so... the last one you read this one oh sure <laughs> um so we watched the uh 1995 minded, my opinion on this film you can read this synopsis <laughs> uh the 1995 classic uh Space Jam um Swackhammer an evil alien theme park owner needs a new attraction at Moron Mountain and by the way these are cartoons when his gang, the Nerd Lux, heads to Earth to kidnap Bugs Bunny and the Looney Tunes, Bugs challenges them to a basketball game to determine their fate. The aliens agree, but they steal the powers of NBA basketball players, including Larry Bird and Charles Barkley. So Bugs gets help from the superstar Michael Jordan. So, I mean, uh, anybody who doesn't know Space Jam? I mean, what's wrong with you? but yeah I did, I not i i had never seen it before when i saw it in theaters i'll i'll
0: give my thoughts on it first before before i let you before you rip into me <laughs> you're going to you, be like your opinions are wrong <laughs> before,
1: before i let you dive into it um just i've have the benefit of nostalgia and watching this as a kid so i just it's honestly just a lot of fun it's really kind of silly it has that 90s um early 2000s you know that that age of of flavor with um just that over the top campiness but also, just kind of that simple, uh, heartfelt story, kind of like you would see in like a Flubber Inspector Gadget. Um, so yeah, it was just really fun to see in theater that I've never, had, I've never had the chance to. It's just really, like, dated and stupid, but just a lot of fun. Um, but Bryce, I know you had a different experience with it, um, so what did, you, okay. what did you think? I had never seen this as a kid. I had never... I think
0: I heard about it as a kid, but I never was, like, any inclination to go watch it. And so I was pretty excited to go see this movie. Mitchell, you know that? I was actually, like, (laughs) thoroughly happy to go see this movie finally. It's been on my list since, like, uh, Space Jam 2 got announced last year. Right. And so, this was not at all what I wanted. (laughs) This, my takeaway is this was just a Michael Jordan biopic with Looney Tunes playing as secondary characters. Like, I found the story to be weak. First off, I don't know anything about sports. I'm not a sports person. I don't know if Michael Jordan actually did go play baseball. I have no clue. He did. Did he okay then th- was this just him explaining why he left baseball he's like how do i yeah, do no- this without being like weird oh yeah i went to help the looney tunes <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> no that's actually what happened is he he went to go play baseball then he actually went back to basketball it's not it's what happened is there was a strike with with uh, baseball and they were going to have him move on into like the major leagues by just default and he didn't want to do that that's why he went back to basketball um but but yeah, I guess this is kind of like the interim. They're like, oh, what if this is what Michael Jordan, this is why Michael Jordan's back in the basketball? Like, I, I
0: kind of get that, but I'm also like, dude, some of these things, they looked at the camera and like you could tell the cringe. Dude, these kids. There they, was so much they cringe. They had no idea how to act. None of them. They all just sat there like, yeah, bugs! And you're like, Whoa. oh no. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, okay, but here's, so
1: the difference between like watching, knowing that it's cr- super cringy, I'm just like, I knew what it was going to be beforehand.
0: I had no clue what it was. Right. I thought it was going to be way better. I was, I was like, basketball game. I thought the whole movie about going to be, gonna be like, at least half the movie going to be about the basketball game. It's only like 15 minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it is.
0: No wonder furries became a thing, dude. I was going say, like, one thing
1: we can agree on is that
0: every scene Lola Bunny was Lola Bunny. in, they were like, yeah, she's hot. And it's like, she's a cartoon, dude. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, don't call me
1: doll. Was it? <laughs> don't call me Doll. It's
0: like, <laughs> you're a cartoon you shouldn't be this sexualized like jesus i
1: know it's like they took the um <laughs> the oh what's it, what, what who framed robert Durag- who framed robert the rabbit
0: yeah they took a uh, god what's her name
1: i know who you're talking about jessica jessica rabbit yeah, yeah. So they took jessica rabbit and just and put just her, her on a bunny, bunny. <laughs> yeah i was like this is not okay this like i was like no one i was like we just felt so uncomfortable watching a kids movie and this every and this time bunny is she showed like,
0: up on scene they were hey. like oh yeah i want to get with her and you're like this is for I kids i know <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was very, very low creepy, low key creepy. But and
0: I don't know, man. Like all I can think about, like half of this film, was how uncomfortable Michael Jordan looked in every single scene that he had nobody else to interact with. No, that was Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray looking. Like Bill he Murray. Hated no, there. okay. I have a different theory about Bill Murray. I'll get there. But Michael Jordan, like, when he's playing basketball, and you know he's by himself in that room playing basketball, <laughs> and it's just this giant green room, and he's like, "Here you go, Bugs," and yeah, you, know, you could tell he was, he was like, he was trying, <laughs> but he just. He was not in like his mind of like, yeah, that's really Bugs Bunny. I'm passing Bunny.
1: a I'm <laughs> passing a ball to Bugs,
0: freaking Bunny. <laughs> He's like, whatever I gotta do for a paycheck, man. Times are rough. <laughs> <laughs> Groundhog Day, where money ran out, man. <laughs> but Bill Murray, that's another thing. I saw him and I was like, oh shit, I didn't know he was in this. I thought he was gonna have a big role, but I it forgot basically he was it basically looked like they just were like in the lot, Warner Brothers lot, and Bill Murray was shooting some other film, in another place, and they saw him. and was like, hey, Bill hey man what's going on you want to be in this movie you want to be an extra what's it what's the movie uh space jam oh yeah 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 sounds like a rock movie nah man basketball basketball movie who, michael jordan who you got michael jordan oh he's in that film looney tunes what the fuck <laughs> lego he's like i guess like, sure but it's every like, single scene he was in you could he didn't look like he wanted to be there He did. he's not. like i'm pretty sure he filmed all the scenes in one day he probably he just did. like showed up and they're like all right let's get through he's like you guys got ten hours with me, then I'm out. Whatever you don't got, I'm not filming again. That's it. That's He's all you like, got. One you take. Got. That's all you have. He literally like, this is the worst acting job I've ever seen out of Bill Murray. He did better in fucking Garfield. Like oh my God. this was bad. He that's like up. he was like he'd sit there and he was like, So, uh, you think I'd be a basketball player? You really think I'd be back? Like, where's your fucking feelings in this shit, man? You
1: think like, I can be player. He literally does not, yeah. not
0: care at all.
1: He's like, I'm getting paid for this. I don't even care. Man. He has the same exact <laughs> of, like, I don't give a fuck expression in every scene.
0: But... Every single scene, and then the ending, he just like runs up. He's like, I'm here. And they're like, How'd you get here? Don't question it. It's like, what? Don't question. it. Well, I'm gonna question it. Like, how the fuck?
1: So I gave it a four out of five. What did you <laughs> give it?
0: <laughs> I don't know. The top of my head, I know. Was I low. gave it.
1: I gave it a three. Oh, well, okay. So it's a three out of five film. With a one-star bump of nostalgia, just because I, I know it's...
0: You know what I compare this to? Hmm. My nostalgia for Blade Trinity. <laughs> well, that's fair. Yeah, that's
1: Because, <laughs> like... You were like, yeah, this movie was so awful. Awesome. And I was like, I love it. It's hmm. great. <laughs> I love it. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah, Bri- Bryce is a huge fan of the Blade movies. Um, you liked the first one. You didn't like the other ones. Yeah, no, I, re- I really enjoyed the, the first the first one. And this, the second and third one were I just... I gave it two and a half, so I'm not far. That's not bad. Yeah, I mean, I guess... I mean... It's not, it's like, a, it's like half, but 50%. You know. Okay. But it's really, uh, I understand it though, coming from somebody that has, doesn't like, sp- or I mean, I don't like sports, sports and I have no nostalgia towards this. No nostalgia. And plus like just it, uh, the over at the top campiness that you, you know, it's, it's terrible. Cause like, I really like the Looney Tunes back in action movie. Okay. With Brendan Fraser, Brendan Fraser. Is that sure. how you Yeah.
0: Fraser. And, uh. I don't know, man. I just found that one way better. It actually seemed like Looney Tunes did more in that movie, and this one they were just like, "Yeah, we're here. It's all Let's jump Mike. around. Tell about Michael Jordan." And then like they, okay, if you haven't seen Space Jam, you're with me, but you're you're too late. It's like tw- twenty five years.
1: You've yeah. lost your fucking argument um that's pretty, that's the correct. cartoon
0: physics at the end i'm like why weren't the cartoons doing that the whole goddamn time
1: yeah <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot like, of let well, me reach that's, and it i was like bugs well, could have been like
0: up, 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 jumping all over the fucking place it's a cartoon that's the, you,
1: you can't exactly i don't know it's one of those things you just can't you can't that, question the, the logic if, if
0: anything if they wanted to make this more grounded for me Set a precedent. Have cartoon physics. Whatever don't have cartoon physics. We can't just One like, or two, yeah. And now we have cartoon physics. Like why weren't you doing this the whole time you're getting your ass beat? Like exactly. what the hell? So uh <laughs> also some of the scenes transitioning with like human characters taking things from cartoon characters and vice versa was really bad. It was And those bad. and the basketball players losing their talent, I could not give a fuck less. <laughs> I, I was like it kept coming back to them and the dude's like, Yeah, I'm really sad, I can't play basketball. I was like it's not even about you anymore, man. Like, you lost your shit. I don't know who you are.
1: <laughs> I don't remember that even being in the movie when I was a kid. I, don't, I, don't, I was like, oh, this isn't the movie? I was like, that was a lot of the movie that I just like kept, kept cutting back to those five guys trying to figure out why <laughs> they're... <laughs> they're,
0: just, they're, like, sitting there in a the hospital, like, man, I don't get it. It's like, I don't care. I know what happened. Like, I don't need you guys to, like, keep going back to your sob story. Like, they, could just, they literally could cut everything with them, like, about them being sad, and the movie would not have changed a damn bit. It
1: really wouldn't have. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't
0: have it all. I but. did like the scene where they all bumped their heads against the roof. I was like, nice. That Make was funny fun making fun yeah. of tall people or like Daffy's like kiss-ass joke.
1: I thought that was really funny. Oh yeah, exactly. The Warner brothers. There was a lot of fourth wall breaks that you did I didn't realize in that one too. But... I, I like
0: the scenes that were targeted towards adults, but like the story in itself I was I was just I was not having. Okay. I was I was like hundred percent like, this is not what I thought this movie was gonna be like. <laughs> <laughs> so uh this is up to me again, huh? Yeah, it is <laughs> Um, so with the thoughts on the film versus on those movies, we move on to our movie night movie, which I was the only one that saw out of the two of us. He has another commitment on,
1: on the fourth Monday of the month. Yeah. Fourth Monday. And so, uh, this
0: week we watched the 2015 best picture winner spotlight. Well, I watched, you weren't there.
1: Yeah. And unfortunately I <laughs> didn't get watch. Um, I host a, uh, a event each for every fourth Monday. So I have to miss those ones, but it's okay.
0: It's only one every four, one out of four. So yeah, that's, that's fine. good. I will do my best, because I was not in the right frame so, of mind <laughs> while I was watching this movie. That's fair.
1: But just give me like, an overall just idea of what your thoughts were on it. There, It was a very good movie, actually. I
0: enjoyed it a lot. It's basically, this guy comes into this, uh, The crap, I think it's the Boston Globe? Okay. I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure it's the Boston Globe, but I've seen a lot of newspaper movies the last month, so I might get that mixed up. Uh-huh. I saw The Post and All uh, oh, the President's Men, so it might be mixed up with one of those, but I don't know. But anyway, so this, uh, this new guy comes in and he's basically – there's a spotlight team, quote, unquote, with uh, Michael Keaton, Mark Ruffalo, two other actors that I don't really know. Those are the two I know. Mm-hmm. But uh, they basically like – they do small stories. They choose their own story and they've had success with that. Well, this guy comes in and goes, yeah, I want you on this story about these, uh, these priest bo- um, molesting kids. Jeez. And so they're like, well, you know, they don't normally get told what to do. They kind of do their own thing. And he's like, no, I want you to do it. So they get on top of this. And they start going in, and finding all this stuff. And you, there's some crazy things that happen. First off, they go to one priest guy's house and they try to get like an interview with him. And he's like, she, "They're like, uh, so this person says the says the person's name uh, says you molested them as a kid. Is that true?" And he goes, "Yes." What the? F- like he just he admits it. And they're like, "So you're saying you did molest them?" He's like, "Yes, I did, but I didn't get any pleasure from that. That's important to understand. I didn't get any pleasure."
1: That was for God or something. What do they say?
0: No, they didn't give an excuse for that. There's like his his like mom came in or something like his uh, his wife or mom came in and was like. You can't talk to them and, like, takes them away.
1: Weird. So it's just kind of, like, a whole film about them investigating,
0: like, a... Uh... Yeah, there was, like, this one guy who, like, uh he's doing research at home, and he sees an address pop up from the priest that they're, like, accused, and it's down the street. So he goes down the street and sees the house and, like, takes a picture of it, and he's like, I gotta fucking tell my neighbors, guys. And they're like, you can't do that. We can't let them know we're onto this story. You gotta, like, keep your mouth shut because we don't want to jeopardize the story. We don't want the Herald getting it. We don't want anybody else on this sure. story. We
1: want this story exclusive. You gotta, you cannot tell your neighbor shit. So it seems kind of just like intense, just like a news coverage thing.
0: Yeah, it was really good. It has a really good cast. Like, uh, Lee Schreiber's in it. Mm-hmm. The guy who played, uh, the only thing I know him from is Sabretooth from X-Men Origins. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Mark Ruffalo does really good, even though his haircut looks really <laughs> stupid. Uh, Michael Keaton is, of course, just amazing. He's a phenomenal actor. Um, the, the story is just so good, and it's like they they uh basically said there's 90 priests in at the time in 2001 in, in like that area that was that was like accused of molesting kids. Oh wow. 90. And then they give a list of like cities around the like the like the United States with priests currently like under um watch. Mm-hmm. And Denver was one of them. Oh wow. And I was like, shit, man, that's like less than an hour away. Holy fuck. <laughs> and that's that kind of so hit cool. home. I was like, man, this stuff's still happening cuz like if you think about it, when Spotlight came out it was 2015. Sure. This is a thing that happened in 2001, 2002. Oh wow. So only 14 years.
1: 19. Four, oh well, 14 from 14 the for market. them, 19 yeah.
0: for us. In the past is when this was going down. Wow. And basically it was like the Pope and like the uh, Vatican were keep like covering stuff and being like, no, 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 not at all, nothing like that's happening. No, 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 no. And like they would hire lawyers and like hush everything down the rug. They would do like a payoffs to make sure people don't talk about it so it won't be in the court system so no one can prove anything.
1: I like, can definitely see why this is sh- our best picture. This shit then. was nuts!
0: <laughs> like, I was watching it, and I full disclosure, I was drinking. <laughs> so, I was like, so hooked into this, which like, I was watching it, and I was like, man, this is like, whack. It's intense, yeah. Uh, my review, let me see if I can get to it. First off, let me just say, it's average on Letterboxd, is 4 out of 5 stars. Oh, well. So, that's pretty damn good. That is pretty um, good. My review was, uh, that this was the first newspaper based on a uh, or first film based on a newspaper that I actually liked. Mm-hmm. It was captivating to see a small four person team uncover this huge scandal. My friends and I were blown away to realize that this was taking place only 19 years ago, 14 at the time of this film's release. When we saw a city that is relatively close to us, we were shocked. The worst part is is that this is still going on and people just brushing under the rug. Wow, this is an amazing cast, and I see why it deserves the Best Picture. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean,
1: definitely something that I'm sure I'll have to check out sometime. Yeah, it was
0: uh, it was really good. Like I was, I was shocked with how good it was. Which um, I mean, it won Best Picture, so I guess I shouldn't be shocked. But we've had some really bad winners for Best Picture based on our watch.
1: Yeah, I mean, most most of those are are the older ones. But Hamlet, anyone? I don't think anyone's ever watched Hamlet. Yeah, I know, but, <laughs> but just don't. That's what I'm saying. It's not good.
0: But I, you know, I have the modern ones, like the modern Best Picture ones we've seen, you know, like uh, Spotlight, Moonlight, Shape of Water. I would say this definitely isn't the worst one we've seen.
1: Right. That's 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 good, though. I mean, um, I don't I'm looking even, forward to the next one. Next one we're watching. Next week is Exorcist.
0: And then right. And we're watching. I think it's From Here to Eternity is the next one. And then we watch Birdman.
1: Okay, Birdman. I've actually seen that one. B- I have not. not. I haven't
0: seen a lot of these. That's why I'm watching them. That's <laughs> fair. But no, it was, a, it was a good movie. I'm sorry you missed it. That's right. But, I mean, I there's mean, only five five of us in there anyway, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um. So, uh, with that now, and out of the way, we present you the film film verse feature. Each week before our podcast, we choose a film that the other person has seen. This week, I chose Twelve Angry Men. Mitch, what did you think of one of my favorite movies ever made?
1: Yeah, it was actually really good. I was invested the whole time. Um, as you men- mentioned, I really like. The cool different camera angles and how it's just twelve guys in one room, but it doesn't feel claustrophobic at all. It feels very open, and that you can feel everybody's presence. And that um, you had also mentioned that they all have different um, personalities, which I noticed as well. But they just have all they have different personalities, which is just super cool. That you have twelve different people in there, but yet I can like I know that there's twelve different people, and that none of them blended it together. Um, It was just really cool to see a because twelve Angry Men, for anybody who doesn't know is just about, it's a jury a jury of twelve dudes as a, as a jury, um, typically is not the gender and <laughs> stuff, gender and stuff, but just the there's twelve people 12 deciding people on jury exactly fate. yeah basically just deciding this dude's fate whether and the like- facts say that he killed somebody and they are basically just debating on whether or not that's true or not. Um, and it, If there is
0: a reasonable doubt if he actually did it. Right, exactly.
1: I want to spoil it because I really think it's a film that everybody should watch. It is, um, it is
0: actually considered in a lot of people's lists for one of the best films ever made.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a great film. I mean, it's a really good thing on how good films can be, even ones that are black and white and from... With only, like, I think it was 14
0: cast members, and true and like, no, 15 with the uh, judge, the witness, or the... Um, I don't know, I
1: can't what the it is? oh oh the um not the victim
0: the, the, the guy the accused The accused yeah and then the person in the hallway right exactly and then 12 people 15 people cast in a small little tiny room and it captivates you for 90 minutes
1: yeah no it's a it's a, it's a great film man i don't um and each time tra- it.
0: it's like each time they bring up a new piece of evidence you're just like oh shit.
1: Yeah, exactly, because really you don't know anything about the trial before you go in this room with With They him. tell you absolutely they nothing. They do. They're just like, and eh, into welfare. the room
0: you go, and then you learn as they discuss. It's
1: almost like they do the trial in the room, sort of, like as but kind of talk it out, out loud, and it's it really goes um, into some depth about the people themselves, and it also shows how courteous and nice people were back in the day. <laughs> you sat there and you're like,
0: what did he what was he gonna do? Sit down without a chair there? I was like, no, Mitchell. People were nice back
1: then. There, there was an there was an old dude that was like going to sit down, but there's no chair there. I was like, what's he gonna do? Sit down without a chair? And then some dude like goes around the corner and gives him a chair. I was like, oh, that's nice. And then def- they defend that old man through the entire film. They're like, quit being mean to them. You no, know, honestly, old. the whole. Um, courtesy aspect even at the, even at the end there's this one dude that they all did not like kind of in that film or, and he, the the quote-unquote antagonist yeah quote-unquote exactly and they gave him even the guy at the end he like came in and he got his jacket for him and helped him put it on well yeah i mean they're not it's nothing personal
0: between them they just have disagreements but it's
1: just like that would never happen these days it's just <laughs> no they so like, fuck you this get, my your, yeah, right. <laughs> get your own quote get your own quote exactly
0: um How, what did you think about the acting
1: yeah, oh, that thing was great. I mean, there was not one actor that I wasn't sitting here like, oh, that doesn't seem believable. I know you kept
0: making fun of the nerd character, but I always thought that was funny. Oh, well, yeah. No, just, <laughs> so there was one character
1: that was like, hi. how are you doing? I, uh, going to talk now. And then somebody like, shut up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, no like, it just, I just think he was, he, he just seemed so like, he just wanted, he just seemed so innocent, timid, timid yeah. and I just, those characters cracked me up, so.
0: My my favorite thing is uh Henry Fonda actually hated the making of this film. Really? So he uh he just worked Who's with Henry the Fonda, the juror number eight. Okay. This so one of the jurors. Okay. So he's the he's the main one that's going for not guilty. Okay. The one that instigates it all. Sure. Anyway, so he got on set and they had a uh, the outside like tapestries for like the outside views. Sure. And he basically looked at the director and was like that's the shittiest ta- that's the shi- shittiest background I've ever seen in my life. On Hitch's films, because he just worked with Albert Hitchcock, <laughs> it was like, his films look so believable. And then basically production design was like, yo, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, man. Or um, they, I don't know, like it's just like, he did such a phenomenal job in this movie, because he is the head lead build actor. Mm. And he did such a phenomenal job. And then to learn, like, he was angry through most of it, he was just like, this is cheap. This, <laughs> this is, is, is cheap. worth my time. It it's like one of the best movies ever
1: made. <laughs> wow, that's that's crazy. And yeah. then
0: uh, Lee J. Cobb. Who is the one that yelled the entire movie? Right, and he's also We're gonna in, see
1: him in The Exorcist next week. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> I mean, it's always cool to see different actors. I hope actors. That he's like
0: not just a background character. Like he's in The Exorcist. It's like he's in there. No, want to See him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that that's cool to see different actors in different movies, especially when they're older. And you you know um...
0: you know the one actor I've seen in a, in an older movie that really made me sad. What's that? Buster Keaton.
1: Oh wow! Because I, I watch a
0: lot of Buster Keaton films. I'm a huge like silent movie watcher, and so I watched. Um... A bunch of his films that I watched today, a movie called Sunset Boulevard, which is really good. You wouldn't like it. You wouldn't. You wouldn't have. The, you wouldn't, You wouldn't have near the emotional effect it had on me because I watch all the silent films and it's mainly about silent pictures. Okay. But uh, there's a scene with Buster Keaton in it, and he went from like in my mind this like young, you know, nimble man to like this really old guy, and I was like, oh, that's so sad. Oh, that's
1: so sad. <laughs> so Mr. that's kind of you're old. I love you. That's kind of what I view
0: like seeing Lee J. Cobb in The Exorcist that takes place like 20 years. Oh wow, it's like, gonna be in, weird. Yeah, it's gonna be really. weird. If I recognize him, it's gonna be really weird because he's gonna have gray hair and everything. I'm gonna be like, man, he was so young. He was so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like you'd get that with like you watch like modern actors too, like Robert Downey Jr. You watch a lot of his older films, like uh, Chaplin from '97. Oh, he's so
1: skinny and looks so weird, dude. He didn't have. He has gray hair
0: now, man. You I know. You see him like as Chaplin, he has like his pure black hair. And you know, just, like, actor so doesn't young. age. Paul Rudd. Hollywood never ages. He's a he, he was in a God. It was I think it was Halloween. He was in a Halloween movie, mm-hmm. and straight up, he looks the exact same today. And it's he, was so like, weird. he was like he was like seventeen
1: when that movie came out. Honestly, but you <laughs> know what's gonna, you know what's gonna happen is in like in like twenty years or fifteen years, he's gonna look he's gonna age like that. <laughs> like One hundred years. It's just gonna be like he's he's gonna have like this immortal looking status for like. So he's like 70. ant turns
0: seven, and then he's just an old man training like, the next <laughs> year. Exactly.
1: Like, what happened to Paul Rudd? He's like, he
0: just got old. <laughs> he just, I don't know what happened. He just, poof, old man. <laughs> Quantum Realm, I don't know.
1: <laughs> he was, yesterday, he looked young. Today, he looked old. I don't know what happened. It was just overnight. <laughs> so, um, do you want to know... So, you know, every week we do a film verse feature. Um, and do you want to know what mine is going to be for next week?
0: I hope it's not something cringy, because we were, like, attacking each other yesterday. <laughs>
1: and I hope it's not, like... You're gonna watch a Space Jam
0: again. Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: No, um, so it's something I've never seen as well, but I've always wanted to see it. Ooh, um, it's our first then. It's our first where neither of us have seen it. Uh it is going to be Friday, starring Ice Cube and Chris Tucker. You literally just wanna watch this I do. It. I really wanna watch this. I just wanna want watch the, watch the- Damn! Damn! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> No, I, I mean that, there's that, but also I just really love Chris Tucker, and it's just it's Ice always C- been a film that's on Ice my Cube's list. Ice Cube's pretty good in movies too. So yeah, I'm Ice running. Cube's always been good in movies, and it's just it's always been something I want to watch, and I think it'd be cool if we we watched it together and talked about it. So that's my next movie.
0: Not bad, not bad. I was really thinking Rush Hour because you were talking about Rush Hour forever, so I was like, it's gonna be Rush Hour. Oh, you've
1: seen Rush Hour though, right? No, I have not. <gasps> I did not know that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, but well, I mean, I already you already know that. I mean, I've told you this. So I'm, I'm probably gonna pick that for my oh, night. Yeah. So whatever we get to that onto that. <laughs> Yeah, Rush Hour will. Yeah, that's that'll be something to watch eventually, but we'll get there. So, uh, Mitchell, what movies did you watch throughout the week? Um, Yes, I mean, like throughout the week, just watched movies, you know, by myself sometimes. Um, So, (laughs) there, I want to talk about three films that I watched this week. Um, And the first one, uh, you watched the week prior that I had two weeks prior, two weeks prior, right? it the week Um, because you had a mess up, and then I gave you the movies exactly. Uh, And that is called Trick or Treat or Trick or Treat, Um, and it's basically a film, like a film that start centered in a Halloween centric town, right around Halloween, um, and they and they just celebrate Halloween to the fullest, um, and it's just about, I guess, just a bunch of supernatural slash um, fantasy elements that happen mixed with mixed with horror. It really feels like goosebumps meets a rated R goosebumps meets. Uh, what can you think? What what the word is the word? We're basically, just like a rated R goosebumps meets. Oh, meets Halloween Town. That's it. Like the <laughs> Disney Channel Halloween Town. Um, I just really love this movie. It's probably one of my favorite horror movies that I've ever seen. And it's not quite I... horror; it's like a comedy horror. But I'm probably gonna make this like a week, a yearly October oh, it's like watch. Weekly, damn, Sorry. Mitchell. <laughs> I must, I must, mis- but I'll make this a yearly, a yearly um, Halloween watch just because it's so much fun.
0: Yeah, it's even funnier. Is I always thought everyone was just blowing this movie up. They're like, it's the best. It's one of the best Halloween movies ever. And I was like, bullshit.
1: <laughs> yeah, the director. I mean, I don't. I already memorized the director's na- uh, name. It's Michael Doherty. <laughs> Um, but it's probably because I went to. Well, but yeah, but it, it, it's super easy to remember his his name. But he's just—it's such a cute, fun little film. It's, it's like, so silly, it's so but innocent, innocent, like, but <laughs> innocent, but not innocent. Exactly, like it touches on
0: so many like messed up suspect like subjects, and then it's just like that's yeah, a little cute Halloween movie.
1: <laughs> exactly, there's just twists and turns, and then the way it's shot is just like it—it's it's very, so, it's so captivating, it's so exactly. fun to watch, and they just have it so where you think like a certain part is happening and then they go to another character and at first like like they go like three hours earlier and you like think you're gonna hate it because they went back and you know before something <laughs> but it's a different character and then they're following it and it meets up with that specific scene and you're like oh i saw that before it, yeah
0: like all links up every story links into another story exactly and and some you're way, just way or another somewhere like a little bit like insignificant thing that just happens to like affect the next story
1: i know and it just all flows together so well and i, I just i love it. and then like the Actual uh, quote unquote antagonist of the film, even though they're all Sam. Sam, exactly. He's so cute, man. He <laughs> is. He's just like this little pumpkin demon thing, and he's so cute. It just my. I still think my favorite
0: scene with him is just like he got out of that spoiler, spoiler, not spoiler. I won't go into details. He goes out of that one house at the end. Oh sure. And he looks across the street and looks down. And looks across the street and just marches <laughs> at him. I was like, yeah, go beat the shit out of him. Do it. <laughs> exactly.
1: Like, it's, it's weird because you really root for the villain. Like, you don't care about the characters. He's, he's like, not even, like, a bad character, though. He's, he's not, not though.
0: He's like, he, all he's doing is keeping the tradition of Halloween. He's yeah. like, you guys are the one fucking up. I'm just here to, like, make sure everything runs smoothly.
1: <laughs> if you get a chance, I mean, just watch, watch the film. Especially the
0: Halloween season. Yeah, Halloween season. It's so it's, good.
1: We're going into October. You really need to watch this film. Um, It's just a ton of fun. Um... Before I go into my other films, I'll, I'll jump over to you first and see if is there anything that you wanted to talk about this that we we watched this week.
0: I watched a, a pretty cool Japanese film. Okay, what yesterday was that about? it's called uh, "Good Morning." Good Morning. Are you ready for the synopsis, dude? It's, ding, ding. it's a 90-minute movie. It is about two brothers who take a vow of silence because their parents will buy them a TV. Okay.
1: Either <laughs> <laughs> really... you said it's a silent film, or no? No, it came oh, out in okay.
0: 1959. Okay. And these two brothers basically like keep going to their uh, neighbor's house to watch TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, their mother's like, no, you can't go over there. So like, buy us a TV. We won't go over there then if you buy us a TV. And she's like, no, you're not getting <laughs> a TV. And so they basically, like, they're just like, their dad comes in, like, yells at them for loudly least to their mother. And they go, fine, we just won't talk then. And they legit do not talk except for to each other. And they, like, they go to, like, their, like, their teachers, like, their English teacher comes into their house, like, yo, why aren't they talking? Like, you know, what the hell's going on? And their parents are like, oh, yeah, they're just, like, having one of those fits, you know, they're... They're just being stupid boys. But there's, like, it's, it's just so funny because they get, spoilers, they get their TV. Okay. At yeah. the end of the movie, they basically, like, disappear, and they get found watching TV at a train station, and brought home, and they bought a TV for them. <laughs> but there is, there's so many fart jokes in this movie,
1: too. Oh, my God. There's this
0: thing where, like, every single time, like, they touch someone's forehead, they fart, and if they don't fart, they're not good. What the heck? Dude, it's so funny. It's such a simple, like, lighthearted little Japanese film. And like it was funny, man. Like I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a blast. It was so simple yet so good.
1: Yeah, I mean, it sounds pretty, pretty cute. I like that. <laughs> it was just,
0: I like. I, I saw it and I was like, I gotta watch this. Like the the synopsis is like, uh, I'll read the synopsis. Won't read my review. I'll read the synopsis. It says a uh, lighthearted take on director Yosujiro Uzo's perennial ne- here. Oh my god, perennial theme of the challenges of integrational relationships. Good Morning tells the story of two young boys who saw speaking in protest after their parents refused to buy a television set. Uzui reads a wealth of subtle gags through a family portrait as rich as those of dramatic films, mocking the foibles of the adult's world through the eyes of a child protagonist. Wow. they basically just like, oh yeah, you, they're like, shut up, you talk too much. Like, oh, and you don't? Oh, good morning, how (laughs) are you? How's the weather? Oh yeah, it's good. And I was like, man, these fucking people are ripping apart their parents because throughout (laughs) the entire film they're like... Good morning, how are you? Oh, yeah, pretty good. How do you think of the weather? Oh, yeah, that's pretty nice. And the child's like, That's all you fucking talk about!
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, that's all the that adult human beings talk about. It's true. They're like,
0: How's the weather? Who the like, hell cares? Who the hell
1: cares? Oh, that's
0: hilarious. Um, oh, and dude, they take this out of science to school, too. So, like, not just, like, they have an English teacher, but they also, like, in class, they'll be like, Can you read the passage? And then they'll sit there and stare at them. They're like, the hell's going on with you? Like That's no, because nobody knows what's going on. Like the kids just stop talking. <laughs> just like <laughs> just, mute. It's, it's like I want a TV, bro. Mute. <laughs> it's like I won't even talk at school. Like you're clicking this little far. Like I'm getting that damn TV. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was one of my movies I watched
1: that I thought was really cute. <laughs> pretty uh, pretty harmless. What about your next pick? You gonna buy me a TV? <laughs> <laughs> no shit. You're the TV. <laughs> Just go mute. No. Um. So my next uh, film I watched um, that I just want. I think it was a really different film that I've seen. Is called uh, the Internal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And it stars Jim Carrey, um, and that's and Mark Ruffalo and Kirsten Dunst. So it is such a like. I well, first of all, I only knew Mar- uh, Jim Carrey was in it, and I had no um, kind of background information about it. Just besides that. Um, and I watched this film, and it's basically like a rom-com Inception. Um, so Sounds basically, so it, wack. it is wacky. <laughs> so the, the uh, synopsis of the film, um, just not verbatim here, but just off the top of my head, basically, Jim Carrey falls in love with this girl. He's like, he's a, and this is a more serious Jim Carrey role, so it's not quite his, his, his um, comedic, 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 goofy stuff that he's he a mask, etc. Exactly. Um, but he he falls in love with this chick. She. Randomly disappears one day. He goes to find her. It turns out that he she, she finds out he, she erased her mind of him. There's all his memories of him. And he goes to the same place where she erased her memories. And he decides he wants to take the same procedure and get rid of her in his memories. But then he realizes that he doesn't want to while he's in this process of getting his memories erased. So, he, so you're going through their relationship inside his memories... While she's getting erased and you have to and he has to like save her in his own memories. While Kristen Dunst or Kirsten Dunst and Mark Ruffalo are getting high and having sex outside. <laughs> that sounds so odd. So here's the crazy thing, right? So on my
0: Facebook right now I sure. have so many friends that are talking about this movie. Really? Like dude it's everywhere. So when you're like, I'm watching it, I was like, Man, that's really fucking weird. everybody's apparently <laughs> watching it. Yeah, right no, now. <laughs> I didn't even know that it was a top thing. I did
1: not know that. I just I just it was
0: trending on letterbox, like last week. I was like oh, wow. I was like, "Why? Like, this is like." Where'd it a, come from? I was like, "It's a movie from like 2004." Is everyone just in like a sad mood? Because I just thought it was like a depressed movie because everybody, no, like, everybody who likes it on my Facebook is like an emo person. So I just thought it was like a depressive movie. So I was like, "Why?"
1: It's very like I, I don't know, just real. It just feels real, but also it has that like that um, Black Mirror type feel. We're still trending. Um, and I just my just told me that I needed to watch it. And yeah, was, dude, see, it's popular. Wow, it's, it is. That's crazy. It is popular <laughs> this week. That's pretty cool, though. It's like um, it's
0: up there with Pulp Fiction. Like it doesn't even make sense to me. It doesn't make sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's just a great film to really show off that Jim Carrey um, is good at acting beyond his comedic stuff.
0: Have you ever seen the Truman Show? I have, yeah. yeah that that, was, that was my first
1: like inclination that he could
0: actually do a serious right, role. Right, exactly. Like, and I, I was that's like, why wow. I love
1: I love Jim Carrey, and it's it's more than just because of of the Grinch. I feel and like the he gets a lot of
0: shit nowadays because everyone thinks he's like psychotic or like had some mental breakdown or things. Well, I, I mean, think he, he's, he's always like, been
1: depressed. I think he's just never. He's just like. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. He just kind of, he just, just of being, being a little bit more real, realistic about himself. Um, instead of, you know, doing that over the top, dumb and dumber stuff type stuff. Um, I watched a, you...
0: I watched another movie today.
1: Yeah. What was that movie you it's watched? It's called The Man Who Fell to Earth. The Man Who
0: Fell Earth. To... That sounds familiar. You know who stars in this movie? Who? David Bowie. Oh, wow. He plays an alien who's came, who came from his planet to uh, find water because his planet is having a drought. He becomes a successful businessman. And basically, like, is trying to figure out how to get water to his planet. Does it, well? So here's the thing, though. I don't fucking know what I watched <laughs> because this movie okay. was so goddamn confusing, but so good.
1: Wait, how do you how do you, how does that simple of a plot get confusing?
0: Because it jumps over. Okay, so I, I want to say, but he he has like these glasses. At one point, he like he sees like um. I don't want to call them pilgrims, but like um, just people. No, like think of think of that like the Oregon Trail. You know that. that yeah, era. yeah. That's probably. Like so, w- let's, let's say the, like the witch. You know the people how they dress in the witch. Yeah, that's who he like sees them just in a field, and they like can see his car as he's driving, but the people in the car can't see them. That's so weird. Yeah, it's like that kind of shit happens throughout the entire movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that sounds a little weird. And
0: so like, there's like scenes where like he like he, he like visions like his family on the planet, and they like look through a glass and like see what he's seeing and shit like that. It's a weird fucking movie, but you ready for why I think this is so good? Yeah. David Bowie was called an alien in real life. They said he looked like an alien. He's, they said he was weird, you know, strange-looking kind of guy. This dude is, like, fucking owns this role because of that. He he uses his rock and roll persona, because this was his first ever film role, to oh, wow. be this strange fucking alien-like creature because he's already been called an alien for how he looks. You know, he, he always had his uh, gender... Neutral kind of thing where he always like he dressed weird. People always thought he was like gay or you know stuff like that. So now it's like he owned that shit. Like he just was like, yeah, people think I'm an alien. He fits the role so damn well. And That's also like cool. I'd say it, but David Bowie at 30 years old was fucking attractive as hell. Like I was stunned. I thought he was in his like m- like early 20s. Yeah, straight up, he's like 30 years old when this movie came it's out. Probably one of
1: those dudes that didn't age as well.
0: Dude, it was so good. Like he's in there and like his facial structure, the way he looked and stuff, just maybe looked it's just an
1: alien. 80s thing. Maybe just all 80s people just don't age.
0: This movie came out in 73. Oh, wow. Or 79 or something like that. It's one of those. But yeah, I was
1: like... Well, I'm sorry. My dad it was... I, I think that my dad has 80s, but he was born in 69, so...
0: Yeah, this movie came out in 1976. Wow. And like... And he was 30 at the time? Yeah. Wow. Dude, he looked he looked so good. <laughs> and then like... He's just his acting was phenomenal. Like, if he wasn't in this movie, this movie was sucked. It's really just nobody else. It's literally just because of him. The way the way he acts is so like you feel the alien like thing. Like, oh, yeah, I'm sure he'd be great at that. Dude, it was so good. I like, mean, I, I said that a lot, but it was so. good. I'm not even a David Bowie fan. I I literally look Labyrinth,
1: and that's pretty much all like, you know. I haven't seen Labyrinth. I haven't
0: seen him in anything. Whoa. This is my first time, and really? I was like, holy Whoa. shit, he holds this shit up. You never seen a Labyrinth? I have not. Oh, I always got to confuse hands Labyrinth yeah I, so yeah, that's fair <laughs> when i watched pan's labyrinth i was like the fuck this isn't at all where's david bowie like, <laughs> like, movie.
1: but yeah i mean that sounds pretty it awesome was a, it was a
0: whack movie man it was two hours long so it felt really long like because oh, I, I didn't know that. what the fuck was going on so i was like really confused about most of it but i was like i really think it,
1: i think honestly just just that it's a david bowie movie is enough for me to yeah it was really, like oh my god Like, I mean, it, there's like, like a scene where he like
0: he takes off his human appearance and like Goes to the girl who's, like, been been with since he got to Planet Earth, basically. And she screams and freaks out. And then she tries to, like, have sex with him, quote unquote. She's like, you know, this is the man I love. Let's, I can, f- I can make it work. And then she, like, he touches her and, like, slime comes uh, off. And then she's
1: like, ah! And I was like, yeah, I'd do the same no, way. No, like, it's disgusting.
0: Like, 100%. But, yeah, it's...
1: How does she, like, how does she go from... A dude peeling off his skin to being like...
0: Not even peeling off his skin. He does it in the bathroom where she can't see him and then she's like knocks on the door she's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And he opens the door and she's like, oh my god! Like he has reptilian eyes and he's fucking like pure white pale. Like it was, it was crazy. That's creepy. But I was like, it was... It, fuck it, I gotta watch it again. I I'd probably, I'd probably understand so much more if I watched it again because my one time viewing I was like, I have no clue what just happened. <laughs> I have no clue, but it was David Bowie and that was ethereal. Like, He was good. It was horrible, but it was good. <laughs> it was horrible, but it was good. <laughs> like there were so many scenes where I was like, man, this is boring as fuck, this sucks. And there's so many like every single time he came back on and he was like doing something, I was like, I like this again. This is good. <laughs> I like it again. But if he wasn't in the movie, it, it would not be a There the movie. Was scenes where
1: he wasn't in it?
0: Yeah, there's like there's this lawyer who's helping him out and every single time I come back to him, I was like, I don't I don't care about Uh-oh. this. I don't care what's going on with him. I don't I don't
1: I want David Bowie. <laughs> Wait, there's a lawyer and all he's trying to do is get back a water back to his planet?
0: Yeah, but he has to build like a he has to build like a spaceship, stuff like that, to try to get to his planet.
1: Oh. I won't spoil, but I probably will spoil. I won't spoil, yeah. but I probably will spoil. He, uh, it doesn't happen. Well, I wouldn't I mean I didn't think so. I mean
0: <laughs> They don't really
1: that's another thing is though they
0: don't really touch on whether his planet survived or not because he just kinda got arrested because hmm. they all thought he was nuts. Mass deal. And it's like his girl was like she became like an old lady, and he never aged. So he was just like they're playing ping pong. And he's like a, he still looks like a young man. And she's like an old lady. He's like you gotta tell him.
1: They'll believe you. You gotta tell him, man.
0: I was like, you gotta tell him you're an alien. Like right <laughs> now, they gotta believe it. He's just like home imprisonment kind of thing. Wow, because like they, you know, they don't want aliens' knowledge of aliens coming out. Big cover up. I gotta watch it again though, because I might be completely fucking up this story because it was a whack. <laughs> Well, yeah, that definitely sounds pretty
1: crazy. Yeah, I mean, those were
0: the two big movies I watched. Everything else was, like, shit movies that I was just watching because it was next up on my list. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, So, I... um, what, the, the third movie that I want I just do want to mention here real quick is uh, Enola Holmes. That's the new Netflix film that, that focuses on Sherlock H- Holmes' sister. I thought it was younger her sister. Younger sister. sister, yeah. Uh, it's, it's okay. <laughs> um... <laughs>
0: Oh, it was pretty good. Yeah, it's just okay.
1: (laughs) No, I okay, so, like, the acting is really great, and the story is good up until probably the halfway point, and then it takes a different turn that you weren't quite hoping for, um, and then it just kind of falls off from there, and then picks back up a little bit just at the end. Um, It's like
0: two hours, too.
1: Yeah, it's like like two hours and three minutes. The runtime doesn't feel, like, long at all, though. That's what's nice about it. So it doesn't feel long, but it's just it's just like the story wise it just wasn't um too good basically the, the basic the, uh... premise is that um so Sherlock and Mycroft which are the two two Sherlock brothers or the Holmes brothers they you know they leave um like you know, to do their own you know things as they do and and then you know the Holmes dad died so it was really just the Holmes mom and then Enola Holmes which is the daughter and she basically trained her to be, you know, this really confident, strong young woman. Really smart. Kind of like Sherlock. Um, and then her mom disappears one night. And the whole thing is about Enola finding her mom. I didn't
0: realize Eleven played uh. Enola right, Right. It was
1: Millie Bobby Brown played it's Enola It's really Holmes. weird
0: seeing her with hair. I've never seen Stranger Things. I know she gets hair. But it's yeah, so it weird is. to, like... She doesn't, like... Okay, that's off topic. The Stranger Things cast looks fucking grown up now, and it's fucking weird as hell. You <laughs> think about, like, the first season of Stranger Things, and they're all little babies, and now they're, like,
1: 20 Growing years up, old. It's, like, yeah. a little shocking. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I just freaked me out when I saw, like, the cast list. It was, like, wait a fucking minute. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, people grow up quick. It's crazy to see it. Especially, I mean, there's, only, like, a small gap where they grew up, but... Finn um,
0: hard, like, from the first hit to the second hit. Oh, yeah, right, exactly. I it, it was whack. Yeah, that was whack. <laughs> exactly.
1: But, um... I would say it's really, honestly, it just made me want to see more of Henry, because Henry Cavill plays Sherlock Holmes. You want to see him Sherlock Holmes? I want yeah. to see just more him. I want to see a second, I would want to see a second movie of this if they focused on Sherlock Holmes and Enola Holmes together. But if it, if it was anything besides that, I wouldn't want to see it because to me they work really well and, and Henry Cavill as Sherlock Holmes is a brilliant idea. It's just, he he does such a great job. More we're getting a
0: Sherlock Holmes 3 with Robert Downey Jr. No, thank you. I, didn't like <laughs> it, so.
1: I, didn't, I really didn't like those. It's the ones. best
0: you get. You don't get you
1: have Henry Cavill. You get Iron Man. If anything, <laughs> if anything, I just wanted to see more of this. these two characters interact with each other. But the, the film itself was kind of mediocre.
0: You're not really making me want to see this. I would watch it. Do you, do you I, think, okay, I would watch I it? would like it? Considering like what I watch... Who that's a good question. Um...
1: Uh, Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> would I have a fun time at least? You would. You would. No. The whole time? Honestly, honestly <laughs> no. Honestly, anybody has a fun time. It's not that bad of a film. I you know, just think the story. You know, line Netflix just kinda... movie
0: you need to watch, hmm. even though I don't think you'll like it. The Five Bloods.
1: Oh, I know. I need to watch that still. If no, anything I think else, I like just it. because it's one of Chadwick Boseman's last films. No, exactly. No, I know. I don't need to watch that one. I, I just haven't gotten around to it yet.
0: But it's not. It's not bad. I think I've touched on that before. It's not bad but enola holmes what, what i would recommend
1: it? it uh i gave it a three out of five so no, yeah. for you that's not bad no exactly no I, I it was a good experience i just was a little bit disappointed by like the kind of middle of the story but overall it was uh i would recommend seeing it let's just leave it at that. i don't know if i'll watch it i would be off netflix movies are always flying underneath my radar like <laughs> i would watch it if there's a sequel coming out so i would wait to see if there's a sequel coming out otherwise it's not you're not missing too much well, it's really. like,
0: um, oh, God, it's like uh, Devil All the Time that we watched last week. Sure. Or was it the week before? I think it was yeah, the week before. Mm-hmm. And I would not have watched that if you hadn't said it, because it was just a Netflix
1: movie that I was just like, yeah, whatever, and it flew under my yeah. radar. I just, you know, especially with not a whole lot of movie releases coming out, it's it's fun to watch these new Netflix films starting. Netflix is going to have so many Oscar nominations next <laughs> year, because they're the only ones fucking coming out. <laughs> well, I mean, they have to put them in theater to come out. In the, to come out? In the... No, not necessarily. They do. do they? Yeah, it has to release in, like, three major theaters in certain areas. There, there's, like, a rule that it has to release in theaters.
0: When was Marriage Story in theaters or The Irishman? Good. They were both in theaters. I, I, maybe I didn't... Not, the, they weren't I think in I think I remember Marriage Story so, being in theaters for, like, a day.
1: You don't have to put it in, like, wide release. It, so, it's, it has to be in, like, three theaters. It has it's to be, like, 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 a, a California theater. It has to be in, like... It really has to be like three, three theaters. That's all. It's like a fathom event kind of thing. Like oh, limited time. Yeah, exactly. I don't so really like that. You can't. You don't have to make it a wide release film. It has to just play for X amount of time in certain markets. Like that's all it is.
0: Well, that makes me sad because I was really hoping the Defy Bloods would be nominated for Best Picture because it was. Like it's
1: worth watching for. They could if they wanted to, for. but they would have to put it re-release back in re-release it yeah, in theaters. no, the they won't do that. Anymore. Exactly. That's disappointing. Well, thank you for joining us as we talk movie you news. so well, well said. We have nothing else to talk about this week. But uh, thank you for joining us as we talked movie news, shared our thoughts on the last shift, Space Jam, and delved into our weekly movie watches. Oh, sh- sure, go ahead. Hold up,
0: Nomadland. Why didn't oh, we know yeah. about that?
1: <laughs> I forgot No Bad Land. I was
0: so mad!
1: <laughs> <laughs> just, just, like, we were about to the wrap up. But yeah, no, I mean, um, so No Bad Land, I don't know if anybody's heard about it had this. A,
0: it had film festival appearances, like digital film festival appearances in like uh, New York and but Toronto.
1: What's, what's the director? Was it Francis Ford? I, no. No, Francis Ford Coppola did Godfather. Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> no, but it's something like that. The uh, name of Her it.
0: name is Francis McDormand. Yeah, it was it was, the cast. Yeah, McDormand. Chloe
1: Zhao was the director. So yeah, there's but, this new um, film that's coming out probably, I think it says December or something, right? Or November?
0: Uh, it's supposed to be December 4th.
1: December 4th is a movie called Nomad that comes out. It's basically this.
0: It's a, a woman in her 60s embarks on a journey through the American West after losing everything in the Great Recession, living as a van dwelling modern day nomad. Yeah, the trailer is absolutely terrible. Dude, it's five seconds. It's not even a trailer. It's literally just like a, here you go. But here's my, here's my thing though. We went and saw Space Jam. Right? I get out of Space Jam. I look at Letterboxd. I had like four people I followed fucking reviewed Nomadland. I was like, I want to watch Nomadland! I want to watch... Him.
1: I could, he he could have. <laughs> we
0: could have, but it was... But, no, I don't think we could have because I think tickets would have already been sold out. Oh. Because you have to buy... Apparently, because it's a digital event, which is bullshit. Otherwise, you can't just buy tickets. There's a limited amount of tickets. Mm. And I'm like, but it's digital. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> like, um, for... We like Denver has a film fest going on in October. Okay, you can solo tickets go on at the beginning of October for like films coming out, but No Man Land's not there. I don't know. <laughs> and so like I was so livid. I was like, I want to watch that, and I could have seen it fucking three months early.
1: Yeah. But I, I didn't
0: know about it. I didn't know about it.
1: No, I, I, I honestly don't want to see it anyways. But I'll watch it just because of the trailer. You just saw the trailer. And was like, no, I don't want to see it. <laughs> no, that's really. It made me so mad. I was like, this is what you're gonna put out for marketing, really? I was like, okay, great.
0: You know what? They don't need anything else. The whole yeah, synopsis is a sixty-year-old lady going in her van. I'm out. What else do you want to see? I'm out. <laughs> you know, I based no, on Letterboxd has four and five-star reviews. That
1: doesn't seem that interesting. That I mean, I'm going to watch it only because you're going to watch it. But I'm, I'm going to watch
0: it because the woman who directed it is the one directed at, uh, Eternals.
1: Okay, that's fair. I would watch it because like that gives me a reason to watch it for some reason. But otherwise, just, there is nothing see about see the synopsis. Style. There's nothing about the synopsis. There's nothing about the trailer that got me excited about it. So I was I like, why it, would I see this movie? I think
0: it. If it was a different time period, like let's say I want to say like the seventies, okay. I would have been more into it because it's like the hippie era, sixties, seventies. I think modern day, it's gonna get into people. She's gonna get like mugged, or she's gonna get like um, threatened, or the cops are gonna pull her over, and get her, you know, I I I know basically what's gonna happen. I don't know if that is what happens, but I can see them going with those beats. I can see, you know, she's a sixty-year-old lady. You know, she's gonna have some like money problems. She's gonna have mugging. She's gonna, you know, typical stuff that happens in.
1: Well, yeah, when you're movies. gonna you're gonna go across country with no money. Of course, things are like yeah, that are gonna
0: like, it's gonna happen. But I'm just I'm I'm interested because it just it looks pretty. It really does. It looks gorgeous. If all those outdoor scenes know. are like that trailer, it's gonna be fucking gorgeous.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll, like I guess I'll report back to you guys when I see it. Or in so. three
0: months because we missed the film festivals. <laughs> right, exactly. And then we were gonna we were looking to South by Southwest and tickets are like eighteen hundred fucking dollars
1: a person, and I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, a lot of these um, film festivals are just too much money for.
0: Don't be wrong. I really want to go to one, but I'm like, I don't want to go pay fucking two thousand dollars for me to go fucking watch movies for three days. That's horrible. It, it, and it really is. that doesn't cover your like housing. That doesn't cover like expenses. Flights. It's literally just going to see those movies. Yeah, exactly. And it would be cool because that's uh, that's where some people saw Parasite last year and like beginning of the year. I mean, plus and plus, it's
1: yeah. I mean, plus a lot of those films never see the broader light of day. But I mean, some of them do. Like some of the directors go on and do other things that are cool, but
0: I think if there was like a smaller film festival, like because obviously South by Southwest is huge, Cannes is huge, the New York Film Festival is huge. I think if there was like smaller film festivals, like because I know Boulder does one, uh-huh. and Denver has one. But I think I think I'm gonna be looking into those because like that'd be an experience I'd want to do. But I really want to go South by Southwest one day. I really want to, and I'm so mad the tickets are like two thousand dollars. You'll just
1: go one day, like all right, let's drop two. You know what?
0: Fuck it. Go to see movies. <laughs> Go
1: to see movies. Well, be sure to follow us and turn on notifications to get updates every time we post. You can stay connected with Bryce Payne um, on Letterboxd at Payne Reviews. P-A-Y-N-E Reviews. Exactly. Right? And then you can stay connected with me, Mitchell Chandler, by following me on Facebook and Instagram at author Mitchell Chandler. And twi- on Twitter at Mitchell Chandler and on Letterboxd at Mitch Reviews. And uh, Mitchell and Mitch is spelled with a Y, so it's going to be M Y T C H E L. I'm working on getting more. I'll have a list too. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I just have a whole list spiel I have to go through. He's um, like,
0: and Bryce is on Letterboxd, and I am on <laughs> <Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da>. <laughs> Reddit.
1: YouTube, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, that's all for this week, our fellow cinephiles, And until next time. Excelsior!